Hey everyone, I'm Sam Wright, and you're listening to Metal Gear Mondays, the first edition. Uh, you're going to hear some stuff in these episodes about links that aren't right for Patreon and other things. You can ignore those and in your head replace them with patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays and facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays or Twitter at Metal Gear Monday. Thanks, character limits. Okay, bye. Welcome to the first episode of Metal Gear Mondays. My name is Alessio Summerfield, and today I am joined by... Uh, Sam Wright. Hey, this is Cameron. I'm special, I'm unique, and I'm always looking for the next big thing. Also hot and fresh. And Isaac. All right. Sweet. Well, for <laughs> everyone tuning in, this is going to be a whole new thing, so let me run through what it is that we are doing. Um, we are going to be kind of playing through the Metal Gear Solid franchise uh, together, and we've got two newbies. Cameron and Isaac have never played a Metal Gear game, and they have played through Metal Gear Solid 1, and Sam and myself have played... I, I know I've played all of the games. Have you, what, the, have you played the only The only Metal Gear Solid I haven't played is Peace Walker. Okay, cool. So, um, essentially, it's going to be two veterans and two rookies, and we're going to be talking some Metal Gear from... Uh, from the start to the finish, hopefully, if we can uh, stick to our guns. But the Ooh. first game that we are going to be covering is Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, for you haters out there who are immediately going to jump up and say, what about Metal Gear Metal Gear 2? David David haters? We're going to yeah, <laughs> David haters. <laughs> We're going to get to it. I didn't expect that to be that to be like the first joke. Oh, it was good. Like, I expected to make it eventually <laughs> but i didn't expect it to be the first joke oh it was fantastic so oh. <laughs> we're off to a rolling start <laughs> yeah so yeah so we will be playing metal gear and metal gear 2 cameron's actually currently playing through metal gear 1 um uh, i beat it oh he beat it okay cool yeah and um, i've been playing him like halfway through two sweet um sam have you played one and two um I haven't, no. Okay. I've played one, but I haven't ever beaten it, I haven't, and I've never played two before. Okay, so we will eventually get to those. I'm assuming we'll get to those once we kind of get to the point where we've maybe covered the rest of the series. Um, so who knows? We'll get to it. A lot of that information's covered in Metal Gear Solid, so I yeah. told Isaac and Cameron to just start from there. So, yeah, a little bit of background, and totally feel free to jump in if you guys know anything that I am totally skipping over that you thought was a neat thing. Um, and we'll definitely include uh, some of this stuff in the show notes, uh, like some of the original television commercials that Cameron and I have been <laughs> sharing with each other. <laughs> it's a suicide mission. That that was great. <laughs> yeah, really good shit. Um but uh, just a little bit of background for people that aren't familiar. Metal Gear Solid was released September 3rd, 1998. It was internationally released simultaneously on the Sony PlayStation. It was developed by Konami Computer Entertainment Japan, which later became Kojima Productions. And it was published by Konami. And it was directed, produced, and co-written by Hideo Kojima. It is the sequel to Metal Gear 1 and 2, like we just talked about. Um, it takes place six years after Metal Gear 2. Um, Solid Snake has gone into retirement. Um, it was the game that came out after Kojima finished Police Knots, and, uh, for everybody who played the game, that little sweet-ass <laughs> is actually the Police Knots jingle. Uh, it's is the, it really? Yeah, it's the Police Knots theme song. It's, like, the first part huh. of it. Um, and there's also a poster from Police Knots in the game. Ninja. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but it was extremely well received. It shipped more than six million units and was quoted as being quote one of the most important games of all time. Um, I did not verify the quote, but it was definitely quoted in a couple of different reviews, and I have no idea where it originated from. Yeah, I've seen that everywhere. Yeah. Um, quickly, uh, the success led to a whole bunch of like, holy shit, Metal Gear, let's do it. Konami kind of lost their minds. And so they released a re-release in Europe and Japan called Metal Gear Integral or Metal Gear Solid Integral for PlayStation and PC. Hmm. Um, The third disc from Integral was released in the U.S. as VR Missions um, and was released in Europe as a standalone called Special Stages or Special, I think I missed it, Special Missions. Um, It was re-released for the GameCube um, by Nintendo and Silicon Knights um, called Metal Gear Solid The Twin Snakes, and it had the second game's graphics and controls, but it was Metal Gear Solid kind of redone. Honestly, it's an inferior version of the game and makes a lot of the game really stupid, so I don't know who all's played it. Have you guys played it? Yeah, I have. It's not as good. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate their desire to improve the graphics and bring them up to speed and redo it, but they it lost some of its spirit. It really did. Dude, totally. Their ocelot fight, just for Cameron and Isaac, the ocelot fight to be able to switch and shoot in first person. Yeah, like, yeah, is the stupidest shit. Yeah, I read about that. That seems kind of garbage. Yeah, there's also um, when the helicopter shoots a missile at Snake on the roof of the building in Twin Snakes, he literally jumps, kicks off of the missile yeah. as a backflip. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nuts. It was the same. So the Silicon Knights uh, did uh, Eternal Darkness, and for some reason, Nintendo. Uh, I think you mean too human. Oh, they did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I, I heard in a podcast, which shout out to Retronauts, they did a Metal Gear kind of overview episode and they mentioned that apparently Miyamoto, um, and some reps from Nintendo literally sat down next to the lead dude from Silicon Knights, whose name is totally escaping me right now at a, like a cafeteria in Japan and said, we want you to do Metal Gear Solid. And he was like, holy shit. Sure. And that's how that happened. So that's Dennis, really weird. Dennis Dyack. Yeah. There that's you go. The Dyack. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So besides that, I just wanted to throw out a little shout out to uh, everybody at DuckFeed.tv that does the Bonfire Side Chat show, which kind of inspired the format for this show. And um, obviously, watch out for Fireballs. And we just did a shout out to Retronauts and also uh, Big Red Barrel and just all of our kind of podcast friends, the folks at Geek Time. Um, so you mean us? Yeah, us. Um, but good stuff. Um, and my final kind of aside before we dive into it is I just wanted to mention... Yoji Shinkawa's uh, artwork for the characters and as the mechanical designer for Metal Gear is some of my favorite artwork I've ever seen. So I don't know if you guys have checked out the character drawings in the manual, but yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Really shit. cool. And, and uh, is, is, is that a, I guess it doesn't matter, but is that a, I want to use the right term. Is that a man or a woman? I believe it's a man. He, he because he did the, he did the drawings for, um, Two and three as well, right? Yeah, and I believe four even. Like the art cover for like the collector's yeah. edition. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful artwork. Yeah, dude. I, I, like, I literally have a print uh, that came with a Metal Gear collector's edition, and I've wanted to frame it. It's so good. But 
But yeah, so for Cameron and Isaac, it was their first time ever playing a Metal Gear game. And so before we kind of dive into plot and all of that nonsense, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys and see, like, what the hell was it like? Like, what were your expectations kind of going into it? And I will start with Cameron. Uh, All right. um, My expectations were, I guess, heavily skewed. Um, uh, Throughout my entire life, I've had people telling me, like, oh, my God, you haven't played Metal Gear. Like, you have to play this game. And I've had uh, large key moments of this game spoiled, Um, especially uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the Psycho Mantis fight with the switching the controller port. Like, I've heard from a million people that, you know, that's such a groundbreaking thing for the series. Uh, you know, so I, I kind of missed out on that discovery of things like that. Um, uh, I Going into it, I knew that this game was going to have, um, obviously since it's an older game, it was going to have some like technological things. But surprisingly, those weren't my, my issues with the game. Um, I probably have more problems with this game than Alessio is going to be comfortable with me having. Um, Amen. Go for it. But uh, I don't know how I feel. I yeah, I don't know how I feel about these games. Um, I partially enjoyed the story, and I partially enjoyed the gameplay. But ultimately, a lot of it um, was pretty bad. Isaac. Dang. So Cameron will not be joining us after Metal Gear Solid. I'm just, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. Isaac, what you got? Um, yeah. Well, I think when I first started playing, I kind of fell in love with the whole taking the cinematics to another level, and you kind of have to put it in its own um, time frame. So this was back in '98 when nothing, nothing even came close to this cinematically. And so I tried to put my um, hands controller <laughs> in that uh, aspect and run with it. And I kind of, um, I mean, I do have my issues with it like Cameron, I guess, but I sort of fell in love with it from the get-go. But then I got stuck a lot. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I feel like it definitely shows its age uh, yeah. with, with some of those things. And that's, yeah, that's the hard part is trying to get the... Uh, trying to get around the controls and the camera angles and uh, whatnot. So, Sweet. Well, I think anybody who follows Geek Time knows that I am, like, the unabashed, like, Metal Gear obsessive. So. Yeah, no, he's, he's, the, he's the real expert. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sam, uh, I, I know you and I have talked kind of off and on about the series from time to time, but honestly, I've never really kind of heard um, sort of like how you got into it or like, I don't know, just like I've never really heard you talk like at length about it. So I'm kind of interested, like what got you into Metal Gear? Um, well, and I, I guess I'm kind of speaking for Cameron and Isaac whenever I'm assuming that I got them into Metal Gear. But I mean, I guess kind of going around the table, like Sam, what got you into Metal Gear? Metal Gear Solid was actually the first mod- like the first video game I remember playing. Um my dad and he it's always so strange to me because he doesn't he doesn't play games at all anymore except for like the sims but my dad uh, used to be really big in the video games back in the day and um my parents were were split so i would go visit my dad and he would um 
he would have this demo disc that we got from uh, Pizza Hut. Oh, sweet Jesus. And it had it had the opening section of Metal Gear Solid on it. Um and every time I would go see him I would I would uh play the demo, the opening section of Metal Gear Solid and I was a fucking expert for <laughs> the longest. And then uh one year he just surprised me and bought the game and ever since then I was hooked on it. So Dude, the, that's the, how that's how I got into Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. That's awesome. Um yeah, I mean, for anybody that ever read any of the Metal Gear Mondays, I think the very first one that I ever wrote, like, a couple years ago, was about that fucking demo disc. Yeah, the exact same one. Yeah. yeah, and so, for me, it was kind of a similar situation, except what's funny is that we got the Pizza Hut demo disc, but did not own a PlayStation, and I threw a shit fit and a half, because I really wanted to play it, and so, like, eventually, I guess my parents got sick of me being like, I'm going to save my allowance and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I was like trying to trade kids in the neighborhood and trying to like <laughs> go from a paper clip to like something that I could sell for a PlayStation. But so finally my dad came home and brought home a PlayStation with like two extreme and some other like shitty nineties games. And, uh, don't clown on two. Extreme, no, man. I know. I know. <laughs> but for don't some, you dare. <laughs> for, for some reason they were totally fine with me playing the demo, but whenever I tried to go get the game, they noticed that it was like rated M for mature. And my parents were really like harsh about me getting it. So I remember I ended up having to like trade some neighborhood kids for shit, which is often what I did. And I got a copy of the game and then I sharpied the mature rating off of it. So <laughs> they wouldn't, they wouldn't see it and remember um, and to this day, I still have that copy with the Sharpie mature rating. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So it was tons of fun, but I don't know. Kind of in the spirit of the demo, um, we're actually going to end this first episode where the demo ends. So the demo ends, uh, opens with the game opening traditionally, but then uh, ends with... Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and announce to everybody that Sam Wright just linked the best GIF image ever. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes. This shit's amazing. Um, for everybody at home, it's like Big Boss sitting at a computer, nodding his head back and forth and shooting a big old thumbs up. Have you ever seen that GIF, though, with that little kid? Brent Ramlow or yeah. whatever the hell his name is. a little blonde kid. Oh, the yeah. It's, yeah it's, uh, oh, okay, cool. But yeah, I'll link it in the show notes, um, which means I need to bookmark it real quick so that I don't forget. So this is going to get bookmarked. Okay, um, but yeah, so kind of in the spirit of the demo, the demo picks up where the game picks up, but then ends where uh, the scene with Donald Anderson, a.k.a. the DARPA chief. Um, and I will say, so Sam, we have to watch our tongues with spoilers because uh, obviously Isaac and Cameron have not played the other entries in the game. So anybody at home who hasn't played Metal Gear Sol- past Metal Gear Solid 1, don't worry about spoilers. We're going to be going through it in order, and we're not going to spoil future shit until we get to it. Um Metal Gear is people. (laughs) The thing that I'm nervous about is if Isaac and Cameron kind of tell us the problems that they had with the game um, at the end of the last episode for this game, um, or I guess as we go along, it's going to be really hard if it's like something that gets fixed or something that like the story fixes later Mm. for me to not just be like, just wait, just wait. Like, um, but I don't know. It'll be fun. So, yeah, I don't know. So I've been talking my ass off. Sam, do you want to go over the plot? Like the opening kind of moments before we start playing the game? Sure. Um, it starts off in the distant time of the year 2005. <laughs> the far, far future. <laughs> I'm trying so hard right now. Um, I will say when 2005 came and went, part of me was just waiting for like, 
an incident on a small island in Alaska, like in the news, and to be like, <laughs> the fox, the fox, the fox archipelago. <laughs> Back when, like, you couldn't separate the idea that fiction was fiction. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I wonder if there's going to be an incident in Alaska. Let me watch the Alaskan news network. <laughs> <laughs> I just envision you guys as like ten year olds. Like, no, 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 Dad, change it to the Alaskan news. I've got to tune in. Trust just, me. Like, being really intense about it for like weeks, just waiting. And in Alaska, still cold. Back to you. <laughs> we got a Walmart. Um, yeah, we got a Walmart. <laughs> Our second Walmart Bizarre. in as many years. Um, so yeah, it's it's two thousand five. Um, Solid Snake has retired and has become a dog musher. Um, after the events of Metal Gear Two. Um, and then he is kidnapped by Foxhound, and they, um, they essentially need him to, uh, um, figure out what's going on in this place called Shadow Moses Island, um, because a bunch of ex-Foxhound people have taken it over, and they want Big Boss's remains, um, and if they don't get Big Boss's remains within 24 hours, they're going to launch a nuke from... Uh, Metal Gear code named Rex. Um, so they're trying to keep Rex a secret. So Snake has to go in, rescue hostages, and figure out uh, figure out what's going on with this whole mutiny being led by Liquid Snake, um, who shares Snake's code name, and that's strange. Man with the same code name as you. So who all, and I know Sam, for you and I, it's definitely been a while. Um, I meant to replay it for the show. However, I did not have enough time, so I ended up kind of watching some videos and kind of uh, reflecting back and kind of rereading some stuff. But I definitely, I think I've beaten Metal Gear Solid 1 more than any other game in existence, so I think I'm fine. Um, It's going to be fun going back to it because my most recent experience with Metal Gear Solid 1 uh, was Metal Gear Awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Have you guys seen that, Isaac and Cameron? Uh, what is that? Uh, no. Uh, Ego Raptor, who yeah. is, uh, who's, yeah, he did the, he did the parody of Metal Gear. Yeah. There's two of them, actually. There's Metal Gear Awesome. Yeah, there, well, there's Gear two of them. He never did finish, like, the game. Oh, yeah. Because there's, yeah, it follows some plot points up to a certain point, and then. Yeah. I might stick that in the show notes as well for anybody who has not seen those, even though I feel like they were definitely passed around the internet a lot. Yeah, it's it's another one of those things where like I never played the game, but I got so many references from like culture shit that like I've I've seen those Eager Raptor things a million times, and I've had people scream Metal Gear, Metal Gear, <laughs> like at me more than anything in the world. But yeah, the best line from the Metal Gear Awesome shit is "You like men? <laughs> you could read my mind? No, <laughs> fuck." <laughs> Dude, too good. Um, so yeah, um, essentially, I guess we're just gonna dive in headfirst, um, really quickly. Did anybody else watch the briefing videos in the options for the game? Yeah, like on the um, main menu. Back in the back in the day, I did. Yeah, yeah. Isaac, did you? I watch tried, them? and then I just, um, I hit X. Bored. Oh no! Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Once, like it's how weird. could you? <laughs> Maybe I'll go it's, back. It's weird because <laughs> like. I was talking to Cameron about this because Cameron had like, I, I can't remember what it was, but Cameron was just like, hey, like he asked me, he was like, I'm not really sure like what the fuck's going on with X, Y, or Z. And I was just like, oh man, like didn't they go over the setup? And he was like, what, what do you mean? I haven't seen anything. And so I went back and realized that like, if you don't press start, 
it plays the opening cutscene of like how Snake gets to Alaska. Mm, yeah. But like when you start the game, you're just already in the little like depot area. So it's like one of those like old game cliches where it's like the, the meat of the story is like you skip it by accident. <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to uh, restate Alessio's story. Um, I didn't ask anything about X, Y, or Z. He was like, oh, hey, dude. Did you see the briefings? Did you watch this? Did you do that? Did you do that? <laughs> what about this? What did you think about that? That sounds a lot more accurate to what I was imagining. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, off mic, Isaac and Cameron definitely were like, Les has been holding on to this content in his brain for the last 10 years. Um, and I think Watching, that's not untrue because like, no one in Auburn ever fucking played these games. Ugh. But yeah, so a meat of the content is hidden in this like these briefing scenes where you kind of see like Snake gets kidnapped and the colonel's talking to him about the situation and like Naomi comes in and blah, 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 blah. And you kind of see the beginning of the joke with the cigarettes that ends up being answered kind of in the beginning of the main game. But... In my stomach! <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so let's just dive into this shit. Um, so as Solid Snake, as we mentioned, you're getting sent to Alaska because they want you to clear this shit up. However, they, for some reason, can't send you in with any equipment or anything. So they're like, hey, man. Weapons or OSP. Yeah, every time. Like On-site that, procurement. That line is in every game in the series for Seriously. anybody who's interested. As usual, this is a one-man infiltration mission. Weapons and equipment, OSP. Yes. But yeah, so Snake shows up. He's got jack shit. There's a really cool cutscene with him swimming up. He takes off his little flippies, and then we watch like <laughs> 20 minutes of Kodak conversations. Um, but then there's this really iconic, like when I think Metal Gear, for some reason my mind always goes back to like this fucking shipping dock. Like there's something about it, like the puddles in the water and like in the water that's around, well, and, like, the rats and the music and the elevator. The thing about the dock is that. It's the opening section of the game, but it's such a perfect way to explain everything you need to know about Metal Gear, how to play it. Yeah, about, totally. about hiding, about using sounds to your advantage, about avoiding guards as best as you can, because at this point you don't really have have any weapons, if I remember correctly. Yeah, you don't have anything. Yeah, so it's it, it pretty much is the best setup that they possibly could have given you to get you used to how to play the game. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Like, I, I think what Isaac mentioned about um, some of the technological things kind of being a holdback with, like, not knowing how to operate certain controls and things like that. Like, I feel like I died maybe five times in the beginning, which is embarrassing. But, um, <laughs> oh, I'm right there like, with you. Yeah, it, it allowed me to, like, figure out everything that I needed to know, like, knowing that I could crouch up against a wall and, like, tap on it and have people come my way and then choke them out. Like, I, I just kind of used that as a sandbox until I got everything down and then went forward. And then, like, all the technological things, like, that was the end of it. No, that's awesome. Yeah, Isaac, what was your kind of experience, like, this being, like, the opening playable part of the first game that you've ever played in the series? Um, the opening cutscene was really long. <laughs> I did like how... He was swimming around in, in his scuba gear, and I was like, "You're pretty cute." And <laughs> yeah. the game started. Solid snake, such a cutie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Isaac's got the opposite of a waifu. It's solid snake. <laughs> solid snake. Solid you. He's my husband, dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, um, husband dude, Isaac with that suit. Yeah, I probably died right off the bat, um, coming out of the water, and then uh, had to start over and died again. But then, like Cameron said, you get kind of used to all the basic controls, and then uh, um, it's pretty empty where you start out. So it's kind of good, kind of a good stepping stone for uh, the basics and getting on with the game, I guess. So nice, yeah, yeah. No, I. Uh, it's weird, man. Like I, so I went back and tried to kind of like start playing it again, even though I definitely didn't have time to like completely finish it. And it's weird how I remember when I first played it. It, dude, I don't even. I think it took me over an hour to get through that area as a kid because I was like super paranoid and like it was the first time I'd ever played a stealth game for me. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it was yeah, like for that sure. for you, Sam. No, it I, I, I'm like I said, it was like it was the first video game I remember playing in general. Nice. So it, that was that was that was most certainly my first stealth game. So it was kind of like a weird feeling because if I had played other games beforehand. They were like simple, like Mario and like the basic stuff, and it's just jumping from that into what the fuck is this going on? I have to hide? What do you mean I have to hide? I can't jump on them? Like what's going on, man? Yeah, no, it was it was nuts. So I remember just like inching through, but now it's like I can fucking close my eyes and like oh, on extreme sure. mode, just like run through it. Um, but no, it's nuts, man. So one, and I don't know if you guys discovered this. Maybe Isaac and Cameron did. If you guys were like getting seen or anything like that from at the beginning, but for some reason, it took me like over thirty times of playing through the demo to finally realize that if you get spotted, and it might only be if you're spotted, but it might also be—I don't know. I think you can do it whenever. But if you run up to the gap where there is no fence, he like swan dives into the water. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, super am I the cool. Only one that- didn't realize that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the, I must be the only one who's oblivious to swan diving. I will say too, and it's funny because I, I noticed it because it's not in the like literally the next game in the series does away with the fact that the guards are fucking deaf, um, depending on what surface you're on. But in this game, I remember just like dude gets off elevator, and if you want to, you can like run from the forklift straight into the elevator before he even like steps off of it. Yeah. And it'll just, like, start going up, and he's just like, mm, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what was that noise? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Just a box. You don't even need the sound bites. I got you, bro. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, but then we get to, like, one of the most, like, awesome reveals ever, where it's just like, Snake's taking off his scuba gear, and Metal Gear Solid. And I was like, this game is so legit. And a mullet. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Was I the only one that when he took off his gear, I remember as a kid, I was like, I think he looked cooler with the gear on. Yeah. No, for sure. Because it's the same thing. I it's disagree. The same thing with, um... <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. This is good so far. We only have like one person like who has like a difference every time that there's like a thing. <laughs> the, I'm, uh, no, no spoilers, but it's, it's, it's definitely, it definitely feels that way in the next, in, in two. Yeah. Um, as as Alessio is aware. Oh fuck but, yeah, dude. Um, but I, I can agree with it for one as well. But yeah, so we get we 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 get in and we realize that the game is gonna be like this, where you're gonna probably play for about half an hour and then you're gonna sit back and watch 
some awesomely drawn codec conversations for like a half hour at a time. And you're going to do this little back and forth. Cause as soon as you get to the top of the elevator, snake just runs behind a box. And then we watch like another 20 or 30 minutes of worth of codec conversations. It's snake. I'm in front of the disposal facility. Excellent snake. Age hasn't slowed you down one bit. And we get introduced to Mei Ling. Mm. Mei Ling. I live in America my, my whole time. My whole life. I live in America, in California. Yet I still speak like this. That. <laughs> yeah, her backstory is like she's from UCLA and like yeah. her yeah. parents. Yeah. The only, the only connection she has to anything Chinese related whatsoever is reading old Chinese uh, like history proverbs. books. Yeah, the <laughs> when proverbs. You say, and shit. When you. When you save the game, is he oh my god, rattles one off at you. Yeah, Isaac, what did you think about that being the Asian of of the group? <laughs> Our I token Asian, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to, you know, being native born myself, I had to learn how to speak like this. So, you know, that's what's up. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, but right? see, I don't know. You you're in your twenties. And she's like in her late twenties in a government like position, so you have to assume that she's been working at this career since she was young. I and like, huh? I think she's putting on like a a front. You know, <laughs> there were times well, when I'm like, "That's a fake accent." Like yeah. she would, she would <laughs> little twangs in her voice. I'm like, eh, I'm not. Well, I'm not uh, uh, a bit of a spoiler, I guess. Alessio revealed to me that later down the road, they change it and they give her uh, a normal sounding. Like a, well, it's like in American. it's in Twin Snakes. Oh, okay. In the re- in yeah, the remake, yeah, in the, yeah the remake uh, do. So yeah, I mean that that's one of the problems to where uh, for me it's like it it's an issue, but it totally passed by them. And I don't know. Later down the road, they're like, oh shit, she was she's totally American. For the most part, no, no, just, you know. Just remember what De Gaulle said. What did you say? <laughs> just remember what De Gaulle said. <laughs> Dude, it just the one thing that uh I was nervous about with that was that like Isaac and Cameron would think it was like a plot twist that they were like picking up on early. Like they were like, That's a fake I, accent. Who is yeah, this? I will and say I was like, just like, No, please don't do that. Two two hours into the game, I'm just like suspecting everyone of ridiculous yeah. plot twists. Like I don't know the the amount of twists in this fucking game is are so it's, it's, obscene, but I love glorious. it. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, it's if you wouldn't have told me that, I definitely would have suspected her for something. <laughs> like anyone with an accent, I suspected, and that comes into play later with a certain character. But hell yeah, yeah, dude, spot on to everybody for like sticking to format. I like it. <laughs> everybody's good no that's what's up um so then we get to like one of the best lines that's often quoted is behind d and we see the titular hind d fly away um, the titular <laughs> i don't think you used that right <laughs> yeah i know right the titular metal gear solid flies away um the abrasive hind d just just throw out like a word yeah i'm just gonna any there's that word again Tit- titular um but uh, but then we get to hear a nice conversation about five five sixers and pineapples, and I will never forget that for my entire life. Um, <laughs> that that's how Snake describes the guards' weapons: is they got five five sixers and pineapples, and it never um, comes up again. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like weird because my dad, who used to watch me play the demo all the time, because he was like, "What is this?" He was like, "That's what we used to call that shit." Whenever I was in the Air Force. And I was like, really? And he was like, as a kid. And, like, Metal Gear got me, like, kind of obsessed with guns as a kid. And then it, like, went away. Um, but, like, my dad was like, 5.56 five, is the type of ammunition that those guns Wait, take. Yeah, it's a, it's a five five six millimeters, and then the pineapples are grenades. Yeah, Ooh. and, like, my dad just told me all that shit when oh, I was, okay. like, a kid. And I was like, whoa. Damn, Dad. Yeah, it was nuts. That's, but, that's yeah. a bad dad. <laughs> Rad dad, dad yeah. five five six is in pineapple. Dude, that's an R- that's an RPD, dude. That's a real proud dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not comfortable on any of this. I'm sorry. R double D, real dope dad. Yeah, He's you. On that scale. Shout out to John Summerfield. Um. But, but that's 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 a rad, real, really, really awesome. Dad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, don't don't challenge him on climate on climate issues, though. Oh, I'm gonna God, go ahead no, and throw no, that no, out there, guys. Uh, don't challenge him on anything. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip: Don't challenge. Back away slowly. Make yourself put your arms in the air. Make yourself look bigger. <laughs> Make lots of noise and run. No so welcome what you to say, an... he'll be like back in the day. We call them pineapples. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to another episode of the Dadcast. I'm Alessio Summerfield. We're talking about our dad. I wish, I wish your dad was a codec. Was I can call. Him oh my god, dude! I wish so too, just so I could see like the little manga drawing of what my dad would look like. <laughs> there are only 18 hours left until their deadline. You've got to hurry. So we go from this tiny little enclosed kind of like dock into this like honestly again as a kid when I first got to this area like legitimately oh, like too big like I got freaking scared. Huge. Yeah. It's like um, the biggest map on the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, close. Close. Um but yeah, so it's a huge map and this is probably the reason why me and Sam were able to play the demo like a million times because of this map. Um and you have kind of the option to go upstairs to get in or downstairs to get in. And there's a couple different ways to do it. And it's like the first time in the game where they're like, yo, dude, you've got binoculars. Just do your shit. And, like, it's weird because, like, again, as a kid, I was like, freedom in a video game? I don't Yeah, understand. no, they throw you, like, right into it. They let you choose how to do it. And it's surprising how many, like, for a for a PS1 game, it's surprising how many options you have to take that first section on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, as far as I was concerned, it tended to be easier to go downstairs. Yeah. Oh, wow. I always thought the opposite. Uh, it was oh, significantly no, no. easier to go to the vents in the bottom left corner. Yeah. I think Isaac, so. did you go bottom as well? I also went bottom, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. But I'm like just... a weird, diehard top vent guy. You're a top guy? All right. Are you just saying that you're, that you're a top and we're all bottoms? Is what you're trying to say? Hell yeah. Metaphor oh, for this whole show. No, I'm just oh, Hey, no. uh, on the topic of these different entry points, I'm going to say that this was the first problem that I had with this game, and I think it's suffering from Fable Syndrome, which is something later, but I experienced first, which is like, I'm going to tell you that you're going to have so many options in the future, but this is like the one instance where you were given that sort of option. option. Yeah, I could see that. I guess I just didn't have any expectations going into this game, so I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. 
Well, mine was like that kind of set the expectation for me of like, uh, oh okay. shit, like it, I'm going to like really have to figure my way into things and like be scoping shit out. And you know, later in the game, it's like, ah, oh, this map is so small, I can see the exit point on my map, and I've now realized that I can just immediately run, and I don't even have to like make any attempts to hide whatsoever. But yeah, you just breaking the game, kid. No, Sorry, dog. <laughs> No, 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 for sure. And, like, I don't know, that's something that kind of, as the series progresses, goes away, where, like, you can't just get seen in one area and then run to the next and make it go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know, it's weird. The series gets more and more realistic, I guess, as it goes on. Um, but, no, so for me, I always avoided the bottom because there's a sleeping guard in front of the vent, and there's, like, a puddle next to him. And so I would always wake him up by accident. And so I was just like, fuck this. But I will say, getting to the bottom, you can get the shit on the helipad, which is just smoke grenades. Um, There's a SOCOM pistol in the back of the truck that you can get right here, right now. And then there's a chaff grenade underneath the security camera in that little left room. But you can give you that that special cut scene where it's like a surveillance camera. Yeah. And he'll also he'll do it at the base of the stairs as well if you yeah. get to that one first. Um but but yeah, so like I know and for me it was mind blowing as a kid because it was like holy shit, everyone's breath is showing that it's cold. And then it was they can see my footprints. Mm-hmm. And so like I don't know, I guess going into it at the time for me it was like mind blowing. Like I mean shit, dude, honestly guys, I thought the graphics would never get better than that the first time I saw this game. And as an adult looking at it, I'm like, shit, nobody has eyeballs. So it's yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a weird experience. But I will say, since you guys all went bottom, I'm going to jump in really quickly before we move on to the next thing. Or before I see what you guys thought of everything. But if you go to the top, there's a whole nother cutscene that no one gets unless you go up to the top. And at the top of the vent, when you're in the building going through the vent for the first time, there's a cutscene between two guards... One of them sounds just like Matthew Broderick, which has always been weird to me. What about the vent shaft cleaning? And like they talk about how the vents uh, covers are being lifted so that they can kill for uh, spray pesticide for the rats. Um, but there's like a whole like 10 minute cutscene, not 10 minutes, like a whole like two minute cutscene between snake eavesdropping. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, that aside, what did you guys kind of think? Um, and Isaac, I haven't heard from you in a while. So what did you think about this whole kind of shindig and kind of going into the vents and all this craziness that was going on when you got to the base. I mean, I thought it was cool, but uh, I think for me and Cameron playing it so late, we kind of got spoiled with modern games (laughs) and how like they all have all these features already. So we didn't have the same experience that you and Sam had that um, of of, uh, playing a video game and it being the first you've ever seen where you could see the people's breathing and their footsteps and whatnot. So, um, uh, other than that, it was just, you know, vent, vent life for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, for me, it was a little bit different because I don't know, not, I don't have to experience it for the first time, but I can at the same time say like, wow, whenever this was released, it was around like this time. And, like, wow, that, I don't know, whenever I saw the breaths, I was like, wow, that's surprising for, like, when this was released. Like, it it still kind of blew me away, but just kind of in a different way. 
Yeah. It's it's interesting just like looking at it and seeing it's like, well, this is kind of terrible now. But when you think about it, everything that it had going for it back when it was released, it was it was doing things that were kind of unthinkable. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. It's really crazy to me. I feel like from a design standpoint, it's really interesting that they they decided to have all of the guards outside dressed in white because Ooh. it makes it so difficult to just like scan and be like, "Oh, there's a guy over there." Um, but I guess the radar kind of also kills it because you're like, "Oh, I know there's a guy right there." Yeah, that radar killed the game for me. No, yeah. I, I retract that, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but the two notable things before we go in into the building it was a bold is... statement. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bold that I was just like, he, he doesn't mean it, guys. I, just it was so it was so bold. It was Totino's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Go bold, baby. Um, but yeah, no, like, so we, we find out that Snake smuggled a pack of cigarettes into the building with him in his asshole. Um, and then... Uh, I do the same with Totino's. Smuggle Totino's in my asshole. I'm usually exporting Totino's from my asshole. That's my default mode. I'm a total importer. Um, but yeah, did you guys get caught by the headlights real quick or the spotlights at all? Um, yes, multiple times. Um, it was, it was weird trying to figure out like the distance between what I thought I would get caught under versus what I actually got caught under. Mm. And eventually it just became second nature. But I always thought that I had just a little bit more time with like how, how close it was and stuff like that. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely got caught a couple times and eventually got hit with it. When I got bored with the demo, I literally used to go out there, grab the smoke grenades, wait for the lights to hit me, and then just be like, fucking bring it. And I would literally <laughs> punch every guard to death <laughs> and would see how long I could stay alive. Can you ever punch them to death? Yeah, I know in the demo you could punch them. You punch them three times and they get knocked out, and then they get back up and you punch them three times and they die. I think. Uh, I think after the knockout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So for everybody at home, um, whenever you choke people in this game, it's really weird. So you can hold square when you're near a guard and you'll grab them in a little chokehold. But if you're running and you tap square, you'll like throw them over your shoulder. Um, but in order to choke somebody to death, which is weird because I felt like I found like a trick as a kid. I was like, this isn't intended. Like this feels broken and not part of the game. <laughs> um, but you just tap. Like if you stand perfectly still and you're near a guard, you just tap square really fast. And instead of like making a new sound or there being like a different animation, it literally looks like snake is trying to grab them, letting them go, grabbing them again. And their head is going, Ooh, Ooh. And then it goes, and Snake just, like, <laughs> fucking snaps their neck and they die. Yeah. And that is, in fact, like, the, what's supposed to happen. Yeah, like, it's weird. It's so weird. Cameron and I Actually, were having... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Sam. I was going to say what I was gonna say about the spotlights real quick before we move on from there. I was actually... I've never gotten caught by the spotlights. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, I, I didn't... Damn, even, like... Huh? Look at you guys. Like, even, even when I was... The first time I played the demo, I wasn't sure what I was doing, and I ran... I saw a box... And I ran across and I made it <laughs> just straight across. And like ever since then, like it's just been a thing where no matter how many times I play, I always run straight across and grab it and grab those grenades. And I always, I don't get caught. That's awesome. No, I, uh, yeah, that's, huh. Um, I think my problem was I didn't run straight across. Like I ran to it and then tried to go back. 
Oh, I was yeah, like, no, 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 like we've timed this so that that fucks you over. <laughs> no, you uh, you zigged when you should have zagged, is what you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, zigzagoon. Zigzagoon. <laughs> Um, Dude, he's OP, by the way. Zigzagoon, my spirit animal? Yeah, he's actually... <laughs> Hell I yeah. Um, what the fuck were right, we going to say? Ooh. Sorry, I'm trying to get inside. What? Let's go inside. Okay, Let's we're in. Sorry. So we're in. We're in. Well, what? actually, well, I, it's a, it's important to note here, while you're in the, uh, the ducks, you get a call from Master Miller. Master, what are you doing here? Can all right. So, um, out of the three of you, who can give me the best Master Miller impression? Impersonation. Oh Snake. It's your old war buddy, McDonald Miller. I like that one. one. <laughs> and Sam is the winner. <laughs> hungry for worms? No, hungry for worms. <laughs> Shut up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I have a real quick question, and so I haven't. I did not get to Miller whenever I was fucking around before the show. He's just McDonald Miller in MGS One, correct? Yeah, he's yeah. McDonald Miller, Master Miller. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, they they pretty much never call him McDonald. It's just uh, he just always calls him he entered he introduces himself as McDonald Miller, and then after that, it's just Master Miller for the. Well, yeah, even yeah. in Metal Gear Two, he's Master Miller. But the thing is, is like in the fucking manual and then in like later games they call him by his full name and again kind of like snake he's half american half japanese it's like what? mcdonald miller's real name is kazuma mcdonald Ka- miller kazuhira <laughs> yeah it's stupid i don't know it's weird dude that's um, that's another problem that i have with these games like i don't know yeah we'll talk weird. about it so, later so because it's a, it's an important codec call if you're listening mm-hmm and Alessio, you know what I'm talking. Is it is it okay to mention this now? Oh yeah, fuck it. I mean, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, if you're listening really close, um, it's important to note when you have this conver- conversation with with Master Miller, you can hear a helicopter in the background, and that becomes oh. very very important later Word. in the game. I missed that. And we will. Yeah. We- yeah. No. If you if you listen real close, you can hear a helicopter in the background. You you two obviously know. Yeah. I mean, we about all know that at whole, this point, yeah. Well, you, about that reveal, and we'll get to that when we get to it later on, but um, you can actually hear the helicopter in the background if you're paying enough attention. Oh, that's crazy. Very, very important. Um, sweet. So, yeah, so then we enter the base, and I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Did anybody have difficulty the first time trying to descend the ladder or look around in first person? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. This this is I spent more time on this than I did on any boss including Rex. Jeez. Damn. Wow. Yes. It was the most painful you have experience. To, you have to understand the first time I played this game I was eight. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a lot of hand eye coordination problems to begin with. <laughs> I didn't even so, know what the fuck these people were talking about on the codex. Like whenever I first played this, I was like, "What politics? What, what is are memes? What, what is nuke? <laughs> <laughs> what am the nuke?" Isaac, did you uh, did you have trouble up there or oh, down there? Excuse yeah, me, you guys were all down in the fucking water with the rats. <laughs> I was up in the sky. <laughs> you were in outer heaven. Oh, so you guys? <laughs> yes. So you guys didn't even have to fucking uh, look through grates whenever you no? were. No, nope. oh, yeah, we nope. did. 
There were a couple of grates. There, there, yeah, there's a couple low ones. Are they side not... grates or whatever? Uh, yeah. yeah, they go into like the tank room. Okay, yeah, up there. If like if you're up top, you had to like finagle. Oh, I have to hold triangle so I can look below me. Um, yeah, and That's that was where just I got weird. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. No, if you go, if you go down, and I have done both. But I was always primarily, I went to the bottom. And if you go down to the bottom, like, you come out and you're in the main room mm. where the tank is. Gotcha. Um, and I always hated that when I first started playing it because I wouldn't, like, there's so many guys down there. And, like, honestly, I don't even remember there being so many. There are, like, two down there, but they always, like, patrolled weird. Mm. Yeah. So I would always spend, like, ten minutes hiding underneath the tank trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, the problem is, is, like, whenever you first come out, you have to pretty much immediately hide. And then when you're under the tank, you can't see on your, your radar. Um, yeah. So you're like, you're trying to kind of peek out and look, and it's really difficult. And it's like, oh, let me see if I pop up. And then, like, you're standing right next to the guy, and it's like, ah, fuck. But, yeah. I guess that's why I always assumed that was the hard way to do it, because when you go up from the top, like, I already knew where the fuck, because you could see from up above, like, mm-hmm. where well, everything was. Yeah. If you're If you're being, like... The way I always saw it was going up top when you're inside, it's easier. It's harder when you go to the bottom, but getting into the building oh. from the bottom is the easier way to do it. I think yeah. It's... Ooh, it's a little trick. It's a little no, slip for sure. Yeah. yeah. Clever designers. Uh, <laughs> Isaac, what did you think of this interior room? Um, I'm trying to remember it now. It's been a while. It's uh, there's the... like two, two tanks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the tank yeah. hanger. I I got caught because of the patrollers or the guards patrolling. <clears throat> I could never figure out the the right way to do it. So yeah, I spent a lot of time getting caught, and that was fun. <laughs> but I I have like vivid memories of uh, throwing the chaff grenade and seeing that it jammed the radar as a kid, and being like, "That means nobody can see me." And then just running out and getting blown away. <laughs> the chaff literally says, like, stuns electronics. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, want to go back you. in time and shake your hand. I can't read, like, dude. You're retarded. I still can't read. Yeah. Um, but then we get to, to the, this day. We get to the elevator because we can't, we can't get inside of any of the doors because we don't have a key card, I don't think. Um, yeah. And so we yeah, hit the elevator. And thermal goggles. Thermal goggles. Oh, the thermal goggles are in the side, the little side room. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you, you do get them later, mm-hmm. but this is the earliest you can actually get them if you're actually exploring. Uh, see, yeah. I didn't know that they did that. I didn't know that there was like more than one occasion that you could get a certain item, which I think is interesting and cool. Because, I, I mean, I got them there, but I didn't know that like if I missed them that early on, that I would get them later. Because like uh, in, in, in Metal Gear 1, the like old-ass game... They do not do that stuff. And I had to do, like, some severe backtracking just to, like, get a mind detector um, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely, like, technology, like technology limitations of, like, MSX not being able to do that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's. I think what it is is it's – and I know that you guys probably haven't played Bloodborne except for Sam. But, like, whenever you, <laughs> whenever you beat bosses in Bloodborne and in Metal Gear, like, time passes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like every time you beat a boss, like sometimes even like the uh, guard layout will tweak like ever so slightly and they'll even like change out some of the like items if you haven't picked them up yet. Like they'll send shit to the armory for you to have to pick it up. Um, But yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting, which again, it was like a crazy thing 
for back then. It's just like, oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, so we go into the elevator. We're in first person getting to pick the elevator button, which I was a big fan of as a kid. And uh, then we go down to, I think, the only floor you can go down to. Uh, it's B1. Yeah. It's uh, B1, and did anybody press up against the wall that shared the cell before they got to the ladder? Isn't that isn't oh, that uh, isn't yeah. Johnny in there? No, it's uh, you can or, you can press your back up against the wall. Like as soon as you come out of the elevator and you push your back to the right wall, um, you can see the DARPA chief in his prison cell, and it does like a really cool like do 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 like kind of sound. Yeah, like, you, you I love him. that sound. And and I encountered I, I didn't encounter that then, but I did encounter it later in the game. And when it happened, it was like probably I think the best moment in the game for me was hearing that sound and discovering something. But I'll mention that later. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's kind of like the Zelda like treasure yeah, chest yeah, yeah, sound. Yeah. It just makes you feel good. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> and it's perfectly timed. But, so it's Eureka. Yeah. Yeah, that is what it is. Um. But yeah, so then we get to another ladder. We go up into more vents, which at this point, it's like, who the fuck is leaving all these ladders straight into well, the ventilation shaft? <laughs> so th- th- this is where, like, the legend of Johnny Sasaki first starts. Hell yeah, yeah except we can't get to that part because we're stopping at the DARPA chief. Wait, Johnny um, Sasaki? He's the guard. I don't think he's uh, the, named in MGS one. He's not in MGS one, but just be, his his history becomes so he becomes a crucial character. Yeah, he's a recurring. Like it's not just him. It's like there's a Johnny who has to shit in every single game. Oh yeah. wait, do we encounter yeah. him at this point? Because I know we do later. No, he's. I I was I was trying to remember where he was, and it's after. Oh no, you you do encounter him if you look down in the vent. So when you go up in the vent, if you hang a left instead of going straight. You can look down and see the guard shitting and complaining and reading the magazine. That's awesome. Yeah, and he's like, that damn woman's going to give me a cold. And he sneezes oh, and like takes a shit. That's really cool. That's a nice little little tasty treat. And thus the legend of Johnny Sasaki. <laughs> yes. John, yeah. I, I misheard you the first time as Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Which is which is the most classic of the classic Disney films? Oh, most definitely. That it's a close tie with uh, Johnny Tsunami and Brink for me. Oh, hell yeah, mm. Isaac. Did you? Uh, so did anybody do any of the vent cutscenes before getting to the DARPA chief? The vent cutscenes. Yeah. Did you guys look down at the vents oh, before no. you? I've heard about I, it though. I did see the uh, the push-ups. With Meryl? Yeah. yeah. So this is crazy, and I'm going to go ahead and say this, and you guys are probably going to think I'm clinically insane, and I think I, I, think I might be as well. Oh, no. Sure, oh, no. No, 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 no. Every single... T- right. So check, so check <laughs> it out, dude. This is weird. So if you if you see Meryl through the, through the grating, and then you back up and go down the ladder and go back up, every single time you leave and come back, she's doing different exercises, and every single time you leave and come back after, like, I'm not even kidding. After like 15 times, she's like in a bathing suit or like missing her pants. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. And like, I didn't look at a guide as a kid. I was just like literally trying to find everything in the demo mm-hmm. and, and was like, Oh sure. man, let me leave and come back. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, but it's interesting. So anyway, so we see a redhead mystery soldier who I've now revealed to be a Meryl. And for listeners at home who have not played this game, they will not know who the hell she is. It is a Meryl. Yeah, a wild Meryl appears. 
I hear if you follow her, if you follow her into the bathroom quick enough, she evolves into Azuro. Oh, I forgot about that. That's later. That's later. Indeed, yeah. she does. <laughs> oh, baby. I also evolve. That was like I was eight years old, man. That was it for me. Dude, like, dude I was twenty-four years old. That was it for me. I was like, oh, that block. <laughs> Damn girl, those polygons looking. <laughs> that polygon, like singular, that, that singular. singular polygon looking fine. Um, oh my but God. yeah, so we descend the ladder and we stumble upon Donald Anderson? Question mark. Um, mm-hmm. This will become a plot thing later. But Isaac and Cameron, tell me what you thought about this cutscene. Uh, Isaac, you got this first. I'm gonna um, piggyback off of you. Is this where he dies? Yeah, this, this is the, the heart attack. Spoiler um, alert, bro! Uh, yeah, straight to the jugular. <laughs> yeah, start that over. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Sorry. I really <laughs> like this cutscene because he dies. <laughs> That's like I'm like Isaac. Tell me about Game of Thrones, and he's like, Oh, is that the one where? And just totally spoils it, like in a sentence. Dude, Harry Potter was really cool, especially when Dumbledore fucking died. Like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> But yeah, so what did you guys think of uh, good old good old Donald Anderson? Um, I thought it was interesting. I think this was I um I got to this point when you came down and visited for a little bit, so uh you kind oh, of Oh shit, I think I interrupted your cutscene a little bit. Because um, <laughs> Isaac was like, I gotta save. No, 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 no. I came across you after this because you after? were in yeah, you were in the doorway fight. Oh, Ooh. that's right. Um, so you don't have any excuses. Well, well dang. <laughs> I, I I hate to do this, but like, it just came to my attention that sh- uh, that uh, hold on, what's this? Shang Tsung oh, hold on. from Mortal Kombat was in Johnny Tsunami. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you were about to say something about the Do- the DARPA chief, and I was like, Sam, no, Sam, no, I'm sorry. I just I really just want to turn this podcast into a Johnny Tsunami cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, actually, me and Sam are gonna be uh, raging off on our own. Oh, sweet. The legend of Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> well, I, th- yeah, I think it's yeah. apt that we start with the prequel that was never made about Johnny Tsunami's grandfather, because mm-hmm. that guy probably has some stories to tell. It's called Mr. Tsunami. <laughs> they did a sequel called Johnny Kapahala. Yeah. About, about skateboards or something? Yeah, it was that like, weird. I don't know what the fuck that is called, but I see people with those things where it's hey, uh, Isaac. Do you want to talk to the side, me and Isaac? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll get back on topic. No, oh, no. Just, we were gonna we were gonna continue in whispers while you guys talk about Johnny Cena. Okay, I just I have such a strong passion, more so than this game. I, oh, no, Cameron's I, a hater. I just, I just, I, I somebody has to be a hater. No, I know. And, I well, and James Bainey's not here, so it's got to be Cameron. Yeah. You have inherited the wet blanket. Uh, you also kind of introduced yourself like James when we started the episode. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like it was <laughs> yeah. like a zippy oh, little like. Man, I thought that was original. I thought that was special. I thought I was unique. Well, we need to we need to get this when because you guys are both coming in November, right? Because we need to get oh, this full yeah. connected with with James. Yeah, it'll be good. Hmm. Am I gonna have to duel him for the spot of the most negative person? I think you. I think you will try, and then you'll just bum each other out. <laughs> this is how we fix them, Sam. We just put them next to each other. And then we just start playing Coldplay, and then we play Lonely Day by System of a Down. <laughs> All right, by KK Slider. All right, so so Snake 
comes down into this vent and discovers that he's this is Donald Anderson, one of the guys that he's been tasked with finding because we didn't mention it earlier in the episode. And I'm sorry, guys. Um, and Donald Anderson starts freaking out. And he's like, who are you? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He starts asking more questions than he should be, which is like tip off number one. that Something's not right. Um, and then he tells us about Metal Gear. And I think this is the first time that we hear about Metal Gear. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me as a kid, I was like, that's the name of the game. I, what the fuck is that? What is that? Um, and so then, uh, while he's telling you about Metal Gear and the launch codes, and he's asking Snake if Snake has the launch codes for some reason, uh, the DARPA chief starts to suffer a heart attack. And this is when I fell in love with the sound design in these games. Because his voice, whenever he's dying, is the same voice that, like, Vulcan Raven has later in the game, and sort of the same, like, effect when Liquid's in the helicopter... It's sort of that like super hard, crazy reverb echo, like, Rah! like yeah. I don't even know how to, desc- I can't describe it, but they do it in Metal Gear Solid 2 as well, and I think even in the third one, and it's like this crazy vo- voice effect, and I love it, like. So, so there's that, and just like the music is just really intense at this point, and did you guys all have like vibration turned on in your controllers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, shit gets real. Like scared the crap out of me. Well, and that's like another first for this game is that like it was one of the first games where like when a helicopter flew by, you could feel it like a little bit on the right and then on the left it would like as it passed, it would like vibrate and you're like, "Holy shit, what?" Yeah, stuff like that is well, like it goes, amazing. Go ahead, go ahead. Right, it goes back to the whole thing I was saying where like it it just did things that were unheard of. Like were kind of unthinkable because nobody did it. Mhm. It was definitely stuff like that that kind of kept me interested in the game. Because, like, the the sound design and certain quirky shit like that with the helicopter is, I don't know, what made this game really worthwhile to me. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed all of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, so just to kind of wrap us up and then we'll kind of do, like, our general kind of, like, closing thoughts. Um, the way that the demo ended and where we're going to end this first episode is... DARPA chief dies. Meryl hears the dying and freaks out. Um, she ends up kind of beating the shit out of the guard who kind of goes into check. And then Snake comes out, and as soon as they start talking to each other and then the guards get alerted and rush the room, Snake looks at the camera and goes, What are you waiting for, rookie? Shoot! Shoot! And then, like, it goes to white. And then in the demo, it was like, Metal Gear Solid releasing September 1998. And I was just like, oh, No! Damn. I was like, No! I want to play more! Like... <laughs> That's a really, that's probably the best place to end that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cliff sweet. Cliffhanger hanging from a cliff. <laughs> and that's why it's called Cliffhanger. <laughs> Should um, I call it a tank hanger? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was great. That was great. But yeah, so that that's where we're stopping episode one. Uh, I'm sorry for that close, cl- Closing thoughts. Cameron, what you got? Closing thoughts. Uh, at this point, I was madly in love with the game. 10 out of 10, all the way. Um, <laughs> 10 out of 10, double every, rainbow. Everything was impressing me. It was glorious. Um, and this is actually uh, right after right after this. Uh, no, no, no right, right before this. Um, I got through the, the Donald Anderson conversation, and then I died during the shootout. So I saved the game. And this is actually where I stopped it for the first time. So that's cool. Ooh. Topical. 
Indeed. Offensumer. <laughs> Isaac, what did you think? Well, I think it's kind of interesting that we all kind of stopped at the same point because I had actually I had also stopped after that cutscene, and I died, and I saved it. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! I was frustrated, and I <laughs> I didn't know how to shoot a gun. And oh, so dude, me I, too. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, I showed Isaac. Yeah, and then shoot. Alessio comes over, and I'm like, I, I was I was booting it back up, and he's like, here, just do this. I'm like, oh. Okay. I still don't know how to shoot that fucking gun. <laughs> yeah, I was super I was super happy because Isaac did not tell me he was playing any of these games and I just like walked in and was like, "Hey man, what's up?" and then I turned and looked to the right and I was like, <gasps> "Oh my god." And I saw like the legacy. Yeah, I saw the legacy collection like laying on his shelf and I was just like, "You sick son of a bitch." I was like, "When were you going to call me?" <laughs> so yeah, I just, um, I just thought it was interesting that we all stopped when the demo stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I yeah. was um, actually back at the the um, the cutscene. I I thought it was interesting that the movement of the chief was just like shaking, and that's mm-hmm. like, all he did was oh yeah yeah shake. No, no, no uh, for talked. sure, like. He was he was weird, and it, it was really interesting to me, like, with the limitations that they had on the technology, that, like, I, I still got a sense that something was wrong. And going back to what Isaac said about, like, how it was really cinematic in the sense, like, it was using, like, Dutch angles to show that shit was uneasy, which, which is basically, like, where they add, like, a tilt to the camera, um, and it gives you that, like, oh, what kind of feel? Um, that was badly worded. Um, no, that was legit though. That's yeah. But, I didn't even realize. Yeah. Like it, to me, that's where I first kind of realized that it was, it was cinematic in that sense. Um, and I think I, I went into it thinking that it was a game about gameplay, about stealth and, and, you know, things like that. And, uh, so maybe that's where a bit of my disappointment lies with that is like, a, I don't know. I, to a certain extent, I feel like this would have been better as, like, purely cinematic and codec. I wish that, like, I didn't have to play anything. Which which is, like, the first time that in games it was ever reversed to where it's, like, let me bear through the story because the gameplay is so fun. It was the complete opposite for me. Where I was like, ah, oh, let me get through the shit so that I can, like, get the story. Um, but, yeah. Nice. Sam, what you got? Um... Well, like I said, like I played this when I was real young, and I was already enamored with the idea of it from the beginning. But as somebody who at the time didn't understand what the what the actual fuck was going on, and trying to piece it together in my head, especially having to play the demo so many times and going through it so many times before I finally played the game, um, I kind of just fell in love with it. Um, and it kind of helps because I know. Isaac and Cameron both have said, uh, you know, the kind of the limitations of the technology have sort of, sort of soured it a little bit, but like at the time, like you gotta, you gotta think this is, this is blowing my, my mind right now. So. Yeah, dude, like I appropriately the cover and I guess Cameron and Isaac don't 
have the like privilege of seeing the cover, which later will be an issue that they don't have the case. Um, oh yeah, but. The case is this beautiful, like, if you get a chance to your Google image search it, it's just the white, it's, like, all white, yeah. and then Metal Gear Solid is in red, mm-hmm. and, it, like, in the first copies of the game, it was, like, raised a little bit, and, like, a little shiny, like the title was, and I just remember, like, I mean, and honestly, like, appropriately so, like, it's kind of like my white album, like, almost, like... For me, it's like if I'm ever having a shitty day or if I am like, man, I can't stand video games these days or whatever. Like if I'm just like, oh, I'm so burned out. Like for some reason and like, I don't know, I try to not look through like rose tinted glasses or anything like that. But like for some reason um, playing this game just like makes me feel good again. And like, I don't know, I've just like always kind of had that with me where like kind of like Sam was saying. It was, like, my first love, and I almost, and I've, like, even told people, I think I got into filmmaking partially because of Kojima and this game, because I had never known that games could be this way, and I also had never really thought about, like, intricate stories. Like, even as a kid, I watched a bunch of movies, but I always watched, like, kind of simple stories. Um, And so this was crazy. This was, like, a type of movie that I had never seen before. And so, I mean, honestly, from this point forward, anytime I saw Metal Gear anything, like, I was just, like, gonna buy it, gonna play it. Um, now, I don't know, not so much after 5. Uh, probably probably won't, but... But, yeah, so... Sad um, note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny, uh, Cameron just dropped a sick little Kodak message in the, in the chat, and I want to end on this little tidbit. So no one should have Natasha Romanensko or Romanemkov. I can't remember her last name. Uh, her her Kodak number at this point. Mm-hmm. And honestly, some t- some I think you can play through the game without ever calling her. Yes, you can. Yeah. Um. So as a kid trying to again expunge everything that I could in this demo, I literally rolled one number at a time through the Kodak, trying to find secret numbers. And you can call her at this time, and she just introduces herself, and you can start talking to her about anything from this point, from any point. Anything. And I did that in the demo because we didn't have a fucking instruction manual, which would have just told me what her codec frequency was. (laughs) Well, in the demo, like, were you at that point yet? No, like, you'd never get introduced to her in the demo. Okay, yeah. Cool. But they included the data, so you could just like scroll through the numbers and call her. That's if you, insane. If you That's found really it. awesome. I like mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. So I'm going to close this out. So guys, this was our first episode of the Metal Gear Monday podcast. Um, the goal uh-huh. the goal is to have one out every Monday. It may not be all four of us due to timing, depending on what ends up happening. But at least for the first month, it sure as hell will be. So Metal Gear Mondays, baby, check them out. I'm Alessio Summerfield. I'm Samurai Cameron. And me, Isaac. Deep deep throat, if you will. Um, <laughs> but uh but yeah, so you can check us out. Be sure to go to Geek Time or uh, it's geekti.me is our website. You can hit us up on Facebook, it's just Geek Time or the Geek Time Podcast. And then hit us up on Twitter, it is at geek underscore time or at geek time podcast. That's correct, right, Sam? No, Geek Time Pod. Oh yeah, that's right, Geek Time Pod. Pod, and that's how you find us on. Uh, that's how you find the podcast on Facebook. Pod, Pod, single D, Pov, more like Pod. Um, but yeah, so just uh, rate, like us, and whatever the fuck you do on iTunes, and uh, yeah, so it'll be rad.
No matter what I do on iTunes, I don't rate, like, or subscribe to shit. Shit, dog. Well, we need those reviews because I haven't checked it in a while, but it it, uh, it actually raises you up um, on the search. So we can it raises ah. up so we can stand on mountains. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've noticed in like Watch Out for Fireballs, they pretty much dropped all their like, hey guys, please like like this or donate to this, and like the only thing that they fucking mention is go like us on iTunes and write a review. Like that's yeah. the one defining thing that a podcast can have. Yeah, it's weird the way that iTunes will like hide your shit if no one comments on it. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that's it, guys. And I'm going to come up with a quick catchphrase, and I'm going to say it now, and we'll probably say it at the end of every episode. I think the catchphrase should be, it's just a box. That, I think that's lame. That's what do you guys, a, somebody give me a catchphrase. You got to, well, you got to say it with like oomph. Thank you. Like, yeah. it'd be like, uh, thank you guys for joining us for Metal Gear Mondays. And remember, it's just a box. Oh, yeah, that's good. Okay. There you <clears> go. There you go. Uh, just use Sans. Don't, don't do it. Just use that. Like, use him explaining it. Okay. Walking you through how it was invented. I'm going to end the episode <laughs> right here. Just a box. Just a box.